Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Otis B is the supportive. We're back, baby. Um, Stu's here. Hi, Stu. Hey, B. How's it going? It's going. It's going okay. Uh, And Jonathan is also here. Hi, John. How you doing, Brandon? You survived the holidays, fellas? Yeah. Yep. Have you survived, John, from the emotional high of the most recent Gopher football victory? I know you've been Boy, that was fun. Since. That was I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie, that was a fun game. We talked a lot on the last podcast about how this year ended up being sort of disappointing in a way. Uh with the losses to Iowa and Wisconsin. But watching the Gophers marched the ball up and down the field against Auburn's defense while the announcers who hadn't planned for that possibility and just had to keep repeating how good Auburn's defense was and how they couldn't figure out what was happening. That was that was enjoyable. I enjoyed almost every minute of that game. If the Gophers don't it's turn the ball, one... if they don't turn the ball over in the first drive and give up a special teams touchdown, they won that one going away. It was they they outgained them. I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like four hundred ninety to two hundred twenty. I think Auburn ran for fifty six yards or something like that. Yeah, they they just ridiculous. Yeah, the Gophers were clearly the better team the entire game, which is bananas. It was an and when the game was on the line, what the Gophers did was just march the ball mm-hmm. down the field, like some half Wisconsin was playing them. Mm-hmm. Well, Wisconsin last year. Oh my gosh. I'm watching the end of the Gopher basketball game, listeners, and the amount of terrible, and when I say terrible, what I mean is Big Ten, which is a synonym for terrible when it comes to refereeing. The amount of terrible refereeing is just off the charts as usual. I have been watching horribly officiated games by corrupt referees in Mackey Arena for my whole entire life. There's there's something almost nostalgic about it. Or at least it's comforting and familiar. Like yeah, yeah, this <laughs> like June Katie's comb over. We were, would co- we were busy would get knocked loose, and they'd put it back in place. <laughs> we were busy talking about the Gopher football team beating up on the second best SEC West team. So it's comforting to be back here in the land of Ed Hightower. <laughs> Auburn beat Alabama. Let, uh, let's just not forget that they they beat Alabama. Auburn lost to LSU by three. LSU is going to just, I mean, I think Clemson has a chance of winning, but LSU is probably going to win that game. They're probably going to score like 42 points in the first half. I mean, yeah, I, it's, yeah. The, that makes that that Wisconsin game really inexplicable. I mean, I'm not going to get remind John of that, not in his time of triumph. 
but yeah. Not in this time of watching the referees steal one from the Gophers oh. in overtime in a basketball game. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. It is the Big Ten. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's I. I was so impressed by everything yesterday. They, it was just great. It was it for all the criticism PJ Fleck gets for being just so goddamn corny at all times. Um, I tell you what, that was that that hasn't happened in my lifetime, and I'm a very old man. No. Ever. Well, in the amazing thing to me is that this is now the second Alabama-based university that the Gophers have beat up on in a bowl game and pushed them up and down the field in this century. I'm not talking about the 1932 Camellia Bowl win that the Gophers had against Alabama. No, that was in 2004. Mm-hmm. They absolutely dusted Alabama up and down the field, physically dominating them on both sides of the ball on the way to a Music City Bowl win. And now they also beat a pretty gar- darn good Auburn team. Yeah, and then the, um, I the was so in a similar way. I actually for I went full rube for a few minutes and just couldn't stop complimenting the play calling. Right. You know me. <laughs> that has never happened in my adult life that I've actually looked at watched a game and complimented the play calling. That is full on Rube. I don't ever go there. And I went there and I felt very serious and smart about it. The execution, the X's and O's, the all 22 really fun to watch. Incredible. That, uh, was it a fourth down that passed to the tight end? Yep. Four, yes. Fourth and, fourth and a long Boy. one. That took some stones, man. Boy, that was, that was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so good. But I mean, again, like, you know, you only like to play calls when they work. But it was just perfect. It was just like, okay, everybody knows what they're going to do, and they don't, and they execute it really nicely. It was really fun. God, they just, they, yeah, they they really did. I felt like they kicked the shit out of them while you were watching it. You know, it was close, but, um, man, they every guy played so well. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. At halftime, it was 17-17, and Auburn's only offensive strategy that had any success at all was just dropping their quarterback back and then immediately having him pull a Kirk Cousins and just pick a sideline and run toward it and try to heave the ball downfield while he was running sideways, I it 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 seems impossible. And the the one thing I should stress here is that bowl games are utterly unimportant if your team loses them, or if your team wins them, they're the most important thing in the world. So I'll never forget it. If the goal. If the Gophers had lost to Auburn, by almost any score, I would have said this. This is meaningless. It's just an exhibition game. They don't. Nobody cares about this game. This has no bearing on the future. But now that they dominated Auburn, I'm thinking the Gophers are in not only the college football playoff picture, but they might make the NFL playoffs next year. The rarefied yeah, air. You can't rule it out. I had some contingency plans lined up, which I like to do too. So if they were getting beat really badly i would have like immediately gone to the gym and been like oh i didn't even know they were playing today oh did they, were they playing yeah. i'm sorry i've got I'm, I, I'm i've got way more important things to do than care about football i mean give me a break but then i watched it i think the particularly amazing thing to me was that i was at the gym that morning and i heard somebody say to somebody else are you watching the game today and then i realized that they meant go for a football game 
and people are just casually referring to it as the game instead of what you usually have to do with gopher football is explain about 12 things like no yeah they still have a team yeah no they didn't drop it it's they're they're still playing no they're not very good but they they're really trying so this makes it's a weird you, experience yeah yeah so now john you can say this was an incredible season right <laughs> uh, now i can now I can say that this was the season they beat Auburn in a bowl game, and it was awesome. Okay, because you were a little, a little it, down. It, last I've, time. Go, I've gone from salty to having a to having this season leave a really good taste in my mouth. Uh, uh, until you know, I think about the Wisconsin game, or I think about the Iowa game, and then I just get angry all over again. Like Tyler Johnson, one of the best receivers the Gophers have ever had. Caught, I think he caught. I, I I think he had 12 catches, 13 catches for 224 yards or something like yeah, that. And there sort of was that. still a moment during that game where I thought, and so you caught the one that was 12 feet in the air and managed to get a foot inbounds in the back of the end zone. One of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. It was number one on the Sports Center top plays today. And my, you can't help thinking, and you couldn't catch the one that hit you in the number six right over the middle in the Iowa game. What happened here? Yeah. You I mean you can help thinking that. You know, you you can, but then you're you're not me. Yeah. You're not a Martholler though. Colin. Right. Brandon, if if I didn't think that way, would I even be here? That's true. I'd be a well adjusted person with other hobbies. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know what that says spe- about me. Speaking of Martholler, how did Dave handle the game? Oh, he had a great time. Did he go to the Is game? He rowing? Is he <laughs> What's that? Did he go to the game? No, he didn't go to the game. We were, we were watching in my dad's basement, which is always good because there's always the chance that my dad may have a heart incident of some kind while watching any Vikings or Gopher football game. So it's nice to be there as sort of a first responder. If possible, we should really just have an EMT do it. But my dad long ago adopted the extremely dad method of watching the Vikings, which is, I, I probably mentioned this on the podcast, but... He tapes the game, and then when the game is over, he looks at the score. And if they won, he watches it. And if they lose, he just deletes it. No way! Wow, yep. that's that is next level dad. He just does. That is yep, the most that cynical is, thing I've ever heard. Right? That is that is some serious dad football watching. Efficient right there. though, it is efficient. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, there is no wasted effort there. It's like John Olerud's swing. Everybody's a winner. It is John Olerud's swing translated to watching football. There's just no. It's translated yep. to dads watching football. Yep, it's perfectly fluid. So now, what do we get to look forward to for Gopher football? We get to watch Tyler Johnson get drafted, right? Yeah, he'll he'll play in the NFL. I can only assume. Um, I think I, they have a number of guys they're going to lose. I think Antoine Winfield. Should go pro at this point. I don't know if he will. He, he should. He has another year of eligibility left. But is he going to be? What's what's his draft status or whatever? I, thought, I always thought he was kind of small, maybe. But is that not true? Well, I I guess he's on the short side, but he's also a safety, so mm-hmm. doesn't matter how, that much. How tall does he particularly need? To be? It's not like Herman Moore is running crossing routes over the middle all the time against him. Good pull. Good pull. Yep. I like that. I, that this is this is how my football knowledge works. I <laughs> I went into the memory did. banks, went into the memory banks for a tall wide receiver and tall came up with a guy receiver. who retired in 1997. God, I can't come up with any tall wide receivers. Oh, Herman Moore. 
you have to be at least 35 years old to understand any reference that I make. But you know, not any older than 41. Just a very specific yep. time frame of your record. Very small window. You know, a speedy wide receiver like Ronaldo Skeets Nehemiah. You know, the former sprinter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might oh, be good man. in one of these newfangled run-and-shoot offenses <laughs> like that Warren Moon is quarterbacking down in Houston. He reminds me of a young Haywood Jeffries. <laughs> Haywood Jeffries is an excellent poll. It in fact, our best. podcast is just from now on is just going to be naming wide receivers from the run and shoot. That so was him, Ernest Givens, and two other guys, and I'm going to knock myself out trying to remember who they were. Why? Why even bother exactly. with those other two exactly. guys? Okay, so who else is going to be drafted? Is it really those two guys? Because Rashad Bateman's coming back, right? Yeah, Bateman's a sophomore, so he can't go pro unless he's way older than I think he is. And what about that um, that Bell character, Autumn Bell? Autumn Bell, I think he was a freshman this year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, okay. No, okay. but he wasn't he a transfer from Western Michigan? He was at... Well, Chris Autumn Bell is not going to get drafted until he catches 95 passes next year, so... Right. And I our... mean, <laughs> we... The, the Gophers receivers were both all Big Ten this year, and I... While it's very clear that they had the two best receivers in the conference, it's not completely unclear that they didn't have about the four best receivers in the conference. So right. it's it's kind of it's it's what Jim Wacker always dreamed of but could never do. Yeah, right. So, but uh, Tanner will be back. Yes. Yep, he was a sophomore. Fred, sophomore, redshirt sophomore. I don't know. Okay, so this is not a... But he's young. It was fun. No. The stars aligned. That was great. No. And now we have to start you're, over again. This is should be fun next year, too. You're welcome to get excited about it, because it's a roster that has a ton of sophomores and freshmen. There's okay. a few seniors, and especially scattered around the defense, but it's it's mostly young guys, because when, when Fleck came in a couple of years ago, it really it wasn't exactly a house cleaning. It wasn't like he was throwing guys out, but there certainly were not not one hundred percent of the uh, potential upperclassmen stuck around. So it's it, it's a young team. They were better than anybody except for possibly me hoped for this year. And they, as someone said today, they'll be a top fifteen team to start the season next year. And I just I can't uh. quite describe or understand what that's like i mean added to the list of all the things that happened that just don't feel like real life that's another one right there yep yeah everything that happens in the world today plus the gophers are really good yeah okay you're a new man you're walking on sunshine it's, it's a it's a different world that's what pj fleck does for you yeah, he turned around my uh, my grumpy stepdad. Even I think I think he did. Right. I think he's been turning I, around stepdads game by game all year. Might not get all of them, I mean, but more than you would have expected at the beginning. I made a choice pretty early on with PJ Fleck that it was just going to be way more fun to be in the goofy boat than yeah. to be the grumpy stepdad about it, and I have been. That has been one of my better decisions when it comes to Minnesota sports because that has been proved entirely correct. It's been fun all the way along. And all of your friends who are grumpy stepdads and waiting, it's been very fun to annoy them by telling them to row the boat. 
at every opportunity. Oh my god! And then when you point it's out to them that PJ Fleck is actually not trying to recruit forty-three-year-old divorced dads, they don't like hearing that. <laughs> but it's a it, no. <laughs> it's important, and it is the truth cannot be controversial. <sighs> it's good. It's yeah, good. I think I think that a lot more of the grumpy dads would have been on board if not for Tim Brewster. Right. I feel like that Tim was Bruce the first one a lot where a bunch of guys were probably like, yeah, okay, I guess, uh, uh, you know. And yeah, then they then yeah. they felt stupid, and they've been, they just, it was embarrassing. I'm sure for anybody who actually believed in Tim Brewster, and there had to be a couple people, three, four guys, just a once-bitten-twice-shy scenario for them, right? Because he was rah-rah. He was crazy. Oh, oh Incredibly yeah. rah-rah. He was the most. But he wasn't, he wasn't completely insane like pj flack oh you see you don't think he went far enough well i'm not saying he didn't go far enough i'm just saying he sounded like a football coach rather than a potential cult leader okay yeah that's true man some of the dorkiest sayings i've ever heard in my life though came yeah from Tim i love it i love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> would yep. you like to repeat any of them you can't mention the dorky sayings without repeating at least some of them. Well, sometimes it gets real. Sometimes it's raw. Sometimes it's real raw. <laughs> uh, get your chili hot was the, the winner. I, I still think my favorite. I think my favorite Tim Brewster moment. There was there was some. I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there was some open practice thing they did on the Big Ten Network, and I was watching Tim Brewster coached the team, they had him mic'd up and stuff, and he was trying to encourage his defense. And this is Tim Brewster when he's he he clearly knows he's mic'd up. He's obviously mic'd up. And so he has a reason to try to impart the best wisdom he has. And he kept yelling, The ball's the thing at the defense. Which in addition to being meaningless and kind of ridiculous, actually is fairly bad advice when you're coaching <laughs> defensive football. Everybody blitz. Yeah, everybody just run after the guy who has the ball. <laughs> when again, we talk about this sometimes. Like, what age would this be an okay thing to say? At what age would that be an okay thing to coach? Zero. There was no ages where yeah. that would be an okay thing. Even six-year-olds playing football, you would not say the ball's the thing, right? It was just sad how obvious it was that he was in completely over his head. This this guy who had never been anything but a tight ends coach and a recruiting coordinator. Yeah, it's hard, I guess, now in hindsight it makes more sense, but, um, or it doesn't make more sense, but if you had first heard that, if you're the guy who was in charge of hiring and firing Tim Brewster, I think that would immediately be the thing that would, I would just fire him immediately after hearing that that audio. Well, the guy who was in charge of hiring Tim Brewster now has an arena named after him, so. Guess we're not all perfect, huh? <laughs> right. Um, John. Yeah. Well, would, uh, question for John. Yeah, yes, Stu. Um, Go ahead. Would you like to discuss the amuse bouche of last night's game, which was watching Wisconsin lose in the Rose Bowl and like them absolutely losing their shit in the end zone when the Arizona scored the winning touchdown? <laughs> would you tell me more about that? I didn't actually see the game, so please tell me everything about this. It was the tell me everything. It was the uh, describe the it. third rushing touchdown by the Oregon quarterback. It was his last, he was a senior. I can't remember his name because obviously I'm not the world's foremost Oregon Ducks uh, football program watcher. I'm too busy watching puck, but um, 
it was his senior. He's from Eugene, and he scores a rushing touchdown from like 30 yards out. He gets tackled eight yards into the end zone because Clay Matthews' influence has rung out across Wisconsin. And <laughs> there's just flags everywhere, and the Wisconsin guys are just like taking cheap shots at the Oregon guys. And it was just it was just really fun to see them just, you know, lose their shit, basically. So that's, that's how they lost, was uh, they gave up a third rushing touchdown to a big, dorky, white, uh, quarterback who's like six six two thirty. It was basically watched, like uh, the Corey Sauter, but refined. He was that's what it looked like. Um, Sauter two point oh, exactly. So um, yeah, it was without all the rough edges, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was really I was I I enjoyed that quite a bit. It's because I mean, what a nightcap it was because you were able to Minnesota sports triumph and utter failure by Wisconsin, which is pretty great. It's a great day. It it's a great day for America. It is a great day for America. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Everything's looking up. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys want to move on, talk other sports? Of course. Sure. That's what we're here for, to talk about the sports. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we need to talk about the other pigskin team, the Minnesota Vikings. You know we love to break down the full, let's spend the next probably three and a half hours previewing this this playoff game. Probably. Get your helmets yeah. on. We've been... So I think we should go... the tape. I think we should go position by position, like a comparison, like left tackle versus left tackle. Who's got the edge? And then we'll add them all up at the end. But we'll start with the um, Gunners on special teams. <laughs> this is a great idea. I see no flaw of any kind. Okay, that's. I forgot to look up the names of the special teams guys. So, okay, shit. That's gonna put a dent. That is a, that's the flaw. The flaw is I don't know many people on the team. I feel like the prevailing opinion right now is that the Vikings are gonna get their asses kicked. Yeah, that is the. Do you pre- think that? That's the present. That's the. Uh, I mean, I think because I think New Orleans is everyone's like you know boutique pick to come out of the NFC, even though that means nobody has watched the San Francisco Niners for the last month and a half just beat everybody. So, um, yeah, I think that seems to be the conventional wisdom, and I have put it out there that the Vikings will absolutely cover and probably win on Sunday. Oh shit! That's a yep. take. Yep, I already put. What's I, the lines do? It is eight points. You got the cover thing out. Started there. at six, and now it's up wow. to eight because all the money is coming Let's in on it. New Orleans. It's, it's Thursday night, and you're already getting your chili hot. 
Yep. <laughs> Two days do in I, advance. Do, do I know how this happens? Of course I don't. I was drunk when I tweeted no, it. No, but no. the thing that you need to remember <laughs> is that good things are happening again. Was I the guy who said Chad Beebe would be the bro? Yes, but that doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. That was a playoff season. That was the regular season, bro. Correct. Now, now you know what's up. Yes. Well, that's good, Stu. Yeah. You just, you just is, think it. You feel be- it. Yeah. Yeah. The best receiver in the NFL is going up against the ghost of Xavier Rhodes. What could go wrong? I ask you. What could <laughs> go wrong? Um, but yeah, I mean, I he th- could get in a car accident and die on the way to the game, possibly. I don't know. He could. But it seems like Zimmer's got the red ass going real good in this game because of like whatever perceived slights are out there. And that seems to really just work in his favor. And he did. I mean, he held Breeze to 120 yards last year, and they only lost because I think there was a fumble and a couple other miscues. So who knows? Fuck it. Vikings might as well win. Yeah, I feel like... Is it possible that Zimmer like kind of needs this job? I feel like the thing about being a red ass is people like to turn on you pretty quickly. Yeah. There's not a ton of grace out there, I don't think. I could be wrong. Again, I don't know if I'd necessarily have my uh, finger to the pulse of all the the divorced ads out there, but just sort of, I don't know. I don't know if he's got a ton of people in his corner besides well, I mean- our beloved chicken fingers who's always right so I, i'm not saying that that's the right opinion to have but uh no. i kind of feel like if they well, lose he's gonna he's gonna have yeah. some questions this There's, his seat there, will yeah. be warm there might be some issues i'm you know i mean obviously it's a side note here but i think chicken finger 69 is like the patron saint of divorced dads <laughs> just the, just the, just the people who like cry out for him whenever he's not on the show and like look to him for guidance on Twitter. It's pretty. It's pretty yeah. amazing, and it's funny because he's in a very stable, loving marriage with three beautiful kids. And um, <laughs> but the but the divorced dads, dad. they, but the divorced dads, yeah. they just they in him they see a light. Well, I think they call you it gotta, uh, DDE. He's got divorced dad energy. He does have divorced dad energy. He's always angry. Yeah, yeah. and not no, not angry, but perturbed. He's always perturbed. He's got a little something. Something's kind of itching at him. He's got a little something's just not Grind, right. Something's grinding his gears. Someone's grinding his gears. Someone's getting them wound up. Gears are being ground. Yep. Yep. Oh, he's already. He's already at. A, he wakes up at a seven. Yep. Yeah. Got to get in that goddamn teal you minivan. Gotta, got to go to the goddamn ice arena. Oh. A teal minivan. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. With actual view. You gotta say. You have to say with. With the way this podcast is and the amount of divorced dad energy that animates the entire idea and execution of the podcast, <laughs> the fact that all four of us have reasonably long running marriages and multiple children is one of the it's, one of the bigger upsets. I mean, she's my best friend, my partner in crime, best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> but nope, DDE baby. Nope. nope. Yep. Yeah, we're all incredibly happy, but all of our listeners, you know, just hate everything, which is, you know, good. It's good. <laughs> the group therapy. Mm-hmm. I can only I can only say for any potential people out there who, like me, are angry sports fans, angry Minnesota sports fans, the secret to a happy marriage is marrying someone who doesn't care at all about Minnesota sports, even a little bit. Yep. My wife's only contribution to any of this is to say, Sorry, honey, and then just completely leave me alone when something bad happens, as it often does. 
It's so good. It is. Okay, I I have written down five reasons, John. That <laughs> oh no, five reasons that you should believe in the Minnesota Vikings. And th- this edition of the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. The 2019 Minnesota Vikings, right? Yep. That they can win this. That they can win against the Saints because they're big underdogs. Is that they got to play a preseason game last week? One of the reasons. No, we're not guessing the reasons, John. Here's the oh. here's the bit. You are John Martholler in this bit. Okay, that that's better than when I'm usually Rick Spielman's mom. <laughs> I thought you would like that for the first time ever. You have not had to role play somebody's ever. mother. Ah, <laughs> oh, I should have figured out how to do this. Maybe you? No, 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 no. We won't. We won't do it. I, I kind of want you to be someone's mom, but we'll figure that out later. Okay. You are John Marthaler, and therefore think they're going to lose by fifty points. Uh, that's I. You rarely see fifty point defeats in the NFL. So that's I'm going to say they'll only lose by twenty. Okay, so twenty points is the going in. I'm going to give you five idea, five concepts, five thoughts. And I want to know at the end if I've cha- if I've moved you off of twenty at all. Okay, this is five things that I should think about. Five aphorisms, five maxims to hold on to. You came into this into this tale with a twenty point thought in your brain. Now I just want you to think okay. about these things, and then at the end of it, you tell me what your number is at this point. Gotcha. So I did some uh, searching of the um, the nerd stats, as I love to do. Love a nerd stat. We have what I've discovered is that the Saints have the eleventh best defense, but we have the tenth best offense. Advantage Vikings. Really good offense always beats a good defense. So that's number one. We have a plus one advantage on one website that I looked at, not factoring yep. any 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 other factors including home field and special teams. So I've I'm looked starting at the nerd stats. <laughs> And then I made two alphabetical lists. I ignored and a Minnesota bunch of stats. comes before New Orleans <laughs> in the alphabet. Ergo, advantage Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So tenth ranked offense, eleventh ranked defense, advantage Vikings. So there you go. Don't say anything. Don't say. Don't say anything. But just think about it. Okay. Just just think about it. Okay. Number two. Sort of like a one B situation. Um. But we have the 10th best offense this season in total, which is very good. And a lot of those, we have been missing Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Now, I did some further Google searching. I'm now on to my second tab here. And in the second tab, I read, I think this is true, that both Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook will both be playing this weekend. So now that 10th best offense maybe becomes even better. So something right pretty good i'm not supposed to say anything no don't john john don't don't say anything but you said right it was like a question no that was what a, do i do rhetorical rhetorical right was it for Stu? is Stu even there I'm Stu, are you, is he he's changing the filter on his furnace nope right i, I don't have to do that anymore remember <laughs> oh fuck that's right oh god damn it um House. I haven't changed the furnace, the filter on my furnace for a while. Stu, will you come over and change the filter on my furnace? Hey, they call this homeowner shaming, and you're not supposed to do it anymore. It's very triggering for us to realize that other people don't have to change their furnace filters. Now, have you done it yet this winter, John? 
Um, not since about it, it's coming up on the changing date. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I always did. I did it once a season, unless it was like one of those brutal cold snaps, and maybe you had to think about because yeah. sometimes you get like a two pack, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then I would like show. Two I packs would, a great deal. I would show the 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 pack the. the the double pack of the furnace filters to my wife and Target. I go, hey, look, honey, Tupac. And we had a good laugh. Oh, boy. He's okay. a rapper. That's, that's a rapper, Tupac Shakur. Uh, the real miracle is that you didn't end up with more than two kids with those kind of lines. Ah, man. <laughs> so, um, and you, you, you want to get one of those uh, those filters, where they, they got the HIPAA? They got, the, they got, the, they got, the, they got all the uh, irritants out of the air, the HIPAA? Yeah, uh-huh. you got to block your HIPAA. Oh, you got to get you got to get the HIPAA. So, um, yeah, yeah. So you need less HIPAA, this, yeah. this or cool. maybe more HIPAAs. Yeah. So yeah, if you need me to stop by the the Roseville Falcon Heights border this weekend, I do have some some time to do that. So perfect. That'd be great. Bullet point number three: Drew Brees is very old, and the cliff is always like they're always right at the edge of that cliff. At that age, you know, like it can fall off at any moment. Um, we saw it with uh, Tom Brady has sucked ass most of this year. He's been very bad in the Phil- games they Phil- needed. You know, it was like he was. Philip Rivers to. turned sixty this year. He went from Phillip forty Rivers to sixty. It was amazing. Arm fell off in the middle yeah. of the game. He didn't even have an ailment. It just fell off. Like he used it too much. Uh, Peyton Manning. I remember the year the Vikings the Vikings drafted Joe Cap instead of Philip Rivers. That was just a bad move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been haunted by that move for going on yep. fifty five seasons now. Correct. Yeah, it's really tough. Uh, Peyton Manning, as you remember, had one season, like an entire season, he threw like seven touchdowns. That's a sportive fact, but it's close. Uh, oh, man. That that one's not far off. Drew Brees is he's near the cliff. So that could happen really at any time. You don't know. You just don't. Okay. Bullet number four. I just, again, this is more of a law of averages thing, so I'm sorry to nerd out on you. I'm going full Nate Silver. But, like, the law of averages says that Kirk Cousins cannot possibly suck every big game. He's, it just can't happen. Someday he's going to luck him his way into a decent game. So, just, you know, keep it in mind. And then number five is the thing I say about football all the time. It's a glorified coin flip. Weird shit happens constantly. The best team rarely ever wins. Who the fuck knows what's going on? It's pandemonium out there. 22 giant dudes. Insane. Sprinting around, doing God knows what. Anything can happen. So, you don't know. You don't know. Okay, that's the end. That's that's all I got. Okay, John, you can talk again. What do you think? I genuinely don't know what to say. <laughs> this is good. I did just... math. I research. <laughs> I had tabs open. I looked up the age of he the did... guy. It's so much prep. I'm literally... I'm literally dumbfounded. <laughs> Thank you. I I, you. I genuinely you know I I have I, I have, have no effect. response in the in the face of these five bullet points. There's almost nothing I can say. Bulletproof, right? I mean, 
the advantages and the ages and the averages and then <laughs> the coin flips. <laughs> right. So not only are the Vikings better, also anything could happen. Yeah, right. Is the point you're making. It wouldn't even matter if they were better. They you could for sure. Right. You do. I think I think the thing you need to remember is that the games aren't aren't played on paper. No, that's why they play the games. Yeah. They're played on the field. That's why they play the games. And that field is populated with I, yeah, grass. no, and you definitely no, don't bring a, you don't bring a pelican to a bear fight, do you? That's right. No way. No sir. Gotta get that chili hot. You gotta get that chili hot. So you still think they're gonna lose by twenty? Um, I think now they're gonna lose by thirteen. <laughs> yes. You're swinging it already. Oh yeah. God, that's huge. Thank you, John. I just that means a lot to me. I. I, I find it, I, I, I more than anything, I find it hard to be optimistic given how the last couple of weeks have gone. Last week, of course, was meaningless and nonsensical, but that that Green Bay game just, it, it was such a garbage football game that it's just impossible to know that that happened not in the recent past and still be excited about the Vikings' chances to do anything this year. Oh, that was a tough one. I guess could you, they don't. Green Bay doesn't ever look that impressive when you watch them. But yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Green Bay good. will lose their first playoff game. I don't think anybody is has any delusions that they're any good at all. They fucking suck. You got uh, San Francisco playing the Vikings. Yep, San Francisco will beat the Vikings, and then they will beat Seattle after Seattle beats Green Bay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I get all that. And then uh, Ravens take it all, or do you think San Francisco gets it? Ravens, I think Lamar Jackson can't be stopped. Yeah, it sure doesn't seem like it. Man, he is no. fun to watch. This is, he is. This is more excited than I've been for the NFL playoffs in a very long time. Yeah, he's it's legitimately a, it's, excited. Yeah, yeah, it's a blast. For I mean, yeah, the only bad game in this uh I guess actually the two of the games are bad. Never mind. I forgot that Philadelphia is in the playoffs this year. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that uh, I, you know, if the Texans Bills is destined to be the three o'clock wild card game on Saturday. You just don't. This should be played in London, obviously. Um, it's, it's just <laughs> it's just that game. So it might be fun. I mean, it, but I mean, I think you know. I think we're all. I mean, the Saturday night game is a uh, Titans Patriots, and Titans look like a much better team than New England right now. and You doubted Ryan Tannehill. You all doubted we, him. We all doubted him. But um, they apparently have like a transformer for a wide receiver. And uh, it's, uh, Derrick Henry decided to be good for the first time in his career. So that's, you know, I mean, it would just be nice mm-hmm. to see New England suffer a little bit, I think. I'm in on that. Yeah, yeah. that's good for me. The only good part about the, tight? Uh, the only yeah, was, the only uh, good New England feeling was watching Gronk destroy a Lego Steve Harvey on New Year's Rock and Eve on on, on Tuesday <laughs> night. That was like, oh God, that's a, that's the Maybe funnest thing I've seen in quite a while. But he's he's not playing football anymore. He's just a big oaf who's trashing Legos of game show hosts. It's uh, I miss Gronk. I do miss Gronk. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks. Um, all right. So all of that said, I 
I think the Vikings are going to win 28-24. I don't know how I got there. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be 13 to nothing New Orleans with three field goals and two safeties. Okay, that makes sense. That's that a foul. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 27 to 17 Vikings. Yeah. Good job. Sorry. Man, I like I like having you guys around to bring this absolutely nonsensical optimism. Hey, it worked with John, the Gulfs, baby. John. John, the Gophers beat, the time the Gophers Sunday beat ro- Auburn in a New Year's Day Bowl. <laughs> if we're not going to be yeah, optimistic the now, when are we going to do it? It wasn't even through gimmicks. They're just better. Maybe we're good at sports now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Up is down, black is white. I say crazy The twins things. signed a front-line pit. Wait uh, a second. Uh, uh, That's not, uh, not cool, Bo. That's just not cool, buddy. Too soon. Too soon. Do you want to talk about the twins? I do want to talk about the twins. Yeah, I quickly, want one I have of a you, quick question. I want one of you guys to explain to me because I have one question I, before you get into your question. I have a Brandon. question. You okay? Okay, you ask your question, then I'm going to ask my question. All right, I need one of you guys to explain why everybody keeps tweeting about Dick Mountain. Okay, my question was, what in the ever living fuck are they doing? <laughs> All right, well, go with, answer mine first, and then you can go into yours. Well, they signed Rich Hill, so that's his nickname, Dick Mountain. Yeah. Why? When they, when they had, like, the, is, you know when the players it, put their own names on the back of the jersey? Like in September? Yes. That was, he yeah. put he put D period Mountain on the back of his jersey. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? Well, I his mean, name is Rich Hill. His, what's, his name is what's Rich, Hill, John? Rich Hill, Rich Hill? Dick Mountain, baby. Wait. Rich equals Dick. Hill equals Mountain. I think John. Just I mean, got what it. else are you gonna do? Uh, Richie Plateau. It's Dick Mountain. It's the only answer. He's a fucking uh, lunatic, by the way. He's crazy. He's old. Yes. And he crazy. screams and yells on the mound. Like again, that's what I do. So uh, I can talk shit about my own. Yeah. But the dude yeah. has a screw loose. Like yeah, all got- pitchers, I understand. Sort of have a screw loose, but this dude, like, even in the like frame re- reference of pitchers, is fucking crazy. He's nuts. He's a total he, weirdo. Yeah, he got arrested. I like, mean, last week, John. Yeah, is that was a that true the story? time he got arrested <laughs> when he got thrown out of a Bills game? Right. Yeah, because his his wife brought like her her fanny pack had too much stuff in it because the NFL bag rules are dumb as shit, and so they arrested her for a misdemeanor, and then they. Like handcuffed well, her and put her. You in don't the ba- get arrested. They handcuffed her and put her in the we back of a back cop car. A and he second. lost his shit when they put his wife in a cop car. So he got arrested along with her, which is almost but romantic. How okay. badly do you have to fuck up to get arrested for trying to walk into a stadium? She must have tried it 150 times. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, just? I just was there. Was there a gun in her fanny pack? How do you get arrested for that? It was. They make you throw it in the garbage. It was oversized or something. It was just. It wasn't clear. Apparently, or something, or I don't, I don't know. But I mean, this is the most Kid Rock thing that has ever happened in the NFL and Major League Baseball <laughs> at the same time. He's a multi-millionaire. <laughs> Who gives a shit what is in your purse? Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Who should be banned? He's like this is the most. It is. It's like he should be banned for life from the Chill and the Most cruise. 
What kind of fucking white trash move is this? They're 40 years old. <laughs> They're oh. our age. He's oh a multimillionaire at 40-year-old that got arrested at a fucking football game. I will give each of you $20 if they weren't wearing true religion blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> now that is how that's you like become getting, Dick Mountain, John. That's like getting ejected from a Chili's on a Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what would be lamer. Because her purse had too much stuff in it. Yeah, but I you, you see this a lot at football games. Somebody tries to bring in a bag, they say, oh, you can't bring that in. And then you're forced with a choice, like, do I go drop it at the bag drop? Or right. do I just do throw I it away and go into the sandwich. game? Yeah. Right. What is, in this, what is in this bag that I absolutely have to keep? But... Pretty much everybody makes the same choice, which is, especially if we're talking about a fanny pack here, you just take what you need out of the fanny pack and leave the fanny pack behind. You, there are other fanny packs in the world. Mm-hmm. But to move on from stadium security to being arrested by the police <laughs> is... Like, just walk it back to your car. And she, like, punched him in the mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a story. <laughs> Dick Mountain. Yeah, so like, I don't know even, what to think about this guy. What a what a loose. This cannon. is <laughs> there, a, a few years ago. Alex Morgan and some uh, some other soccer players were at Disney World, and they managed to get thrown out of Disney World for being drunk and disorderly, which is admittedly somewhat hard to do. But at no point did anyone say, "You know what we need to do here is get the police involved." The police have to be called here to get these drunken disorderly soccer players out of the game so to go to an nfl game and get arrested by the police which is usually something that you have to be in green bay and so drunk that you're crying and can't get off the floor of lambeau field that's usually the only way the cops are involved and even then they just drag you out and leave you outside they don't actually arrest you you gotta want it you gotta want it yeah, that's the kind of enthusiasm the Twins pitching staff needs. I think this should be this is basically what I would call single A energy. <laughs> it's like you've made enough, dude. You can let the fanny pack go, but he, you know, you can take the boy out of single A. Man, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this guy. But he also is injured most of every year. So we're probably not Well, get he's much injured right now. Day. Injured right now. He won't be on the opening day roster cuz he's injured right now. Right. Yeah, he had yep. he had like what was it modified Tommy John surgery or like some sort of variation yep. where it's not a season like a full year recovery. It's like a six month thing or whatever, which is weird. Yeah, it's basically a, a procedure that they do for people who have had Tommy John surgery in the past, um, and it hasn't like re ruptured. So it's probably a bunch of bone spurs and other clean out shit that they had to do. But yeah, I mean, anytime you're like moving nerves and tendons around, it's yeah. pretty hardcore. So. Yeah, because I mean, it's totally Tommy possible just, too that he doesn't the, throw a pitch for him. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Tommy John procedure involves a ligament from a cadaver, correct? Or your own hamstring, or I don't know, okay. some weird shit. But usually, yeah, it's from something else. That's when the 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 UCL, which is runs from your pinky to your mm-hmm. past your funny bone and past, mm-hmm. uh, just snaps. It just is gone. Yeah. Uh, so they have to go and like retie a new one using a different tendon. So, but. What he did, I think, is that it was just frayed or uh, ruptured but not snapped or whatever the term is. Um, so they just sort of move it and um, 
I think that's what probably what he had, but I don't okay. even know. That's not really a very common thing. Ah, uh, but it, was he's ca- forty, oh. so it ain't yeah. good. Yeah, no, I was kind of hoping it was like you know modified and that they got it from somebody who they didn't know if they were dead yet. It's like okay, yeah, Grandma's <laughs> not going to need this. She's been in a coma for three years. <laughs> and I mean, she throws what eighty four at this point. She had like a good. She had a good life. She had a really good life. Long career. Yep. Really yeah. long career. Yep. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, that's that's a better answer than mine. I'm sorry. So uh, we haven't gotten to my answer yet. What? Wh- oh, I'll uh, ask the. Question. What are they doing? What in the ever loving fuck are they doing? Yes. What are they doing? So frustrating. Well, you see, well, you see, Brandon, if you make enough moves that are smart and financially responsible, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball comes along and awards you wins. Oh, right, right, right. If right. you don't go, if you don't go above the imaginary salary cap. That's set by the owners twenty million dollars below whatever the other team is spending. You see that that's a better way to win. Oh right, it's that other website that tracks wins per dollar spent, and that's the actual champion at the end of the year. And even then, we would get our asses kicked by like Tampa Bay. Well, shit. Right. Is there any? Okay, can you help me feel hopeful for next year? Because right now it's like all well, these good things that happened last year need to continue to work out even better. And like Randy, our friend Randy Dobnak has to be like incredible. And then they might win 94 games. Right? Um, the Indians are trying to trade away all of their players. Yeah. Helpful. Helpful. Uh, Chicago's signing players, but they're not. I think they're going to be more like interesting and kind of annoying than like legitimately good. And Kansas City and Detroit are just super fun sites. They, um, you need to wear a hazmat suit to just look at their roster. It's it's awful. So they're going to win the division probably. It, with I mean, as it, with the roster as it currently exists, they're they're going to win the division pretty easily. So now you have to figure: well, how can they get good starting pitching for Game One of the ALDS? And that's a really good question that I don't know the answer to because they haven't done it. They had to basically sign a couple of, you know, scrap heap guys because they literally could not or I think I think it's fair to say could not instead of would not. I think they legitimately tried to get a number of players here and, you know, either they just didn't want to guarantee a fifth year to like a Zach Wheeler type or um, Bumgarner wanted to raise horses and then punch horses and uh, pitch for Arizona every fifth day. So um, I just think they're they're, there. Yeah. They just had to, they had to do something to just to put a couple extra arms um, in the rotation because they needed them. They did need to sign some people because it would have been for the first, you know, six, eight weeks or whatever, it would have been Barrios, Odorizzi and, you know, not, not a lot. And then if like, God forbid something happens to Barrios or Odorizzi, then you're really just absolutely over a barrel. Yeah, I guess so. I was hoping for a trade potentially. Well, I mean, we don't know anything. We haven't heard anything. So you can almost like push it off. Like since it seems to be a fait accompli that they'll win the division, that you can maybe hope for like a wait for the trade deadline. Maybe some people will be a little more 
you know, willing to part with somebody and quit asking for the world, but that didn't work for him last year either. I mean, the Mets were dangling Syndergaard, and we would have had to have given up my sweet boy Byron and, like, a bunch of other prospects. So, you know, whoever trades with us is probably going to want, like, a Royce Lewis or a Kirilov or something along those lines. Right. <sighs> it's right. a bummer. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, man. But remember but, when the Gophers beat Auburn? Oh, God. I just did. I just remembered it. I love yeah. it. Okay. Well, you're right, though, that the thinking about the competition will help me. Yeah. Because they all suck. Okay. Um, Jonathan, do you want to talk about the Minnesota Wild? Not really. He already said right. he didn't want to talk about them. He already said he didn't want to talk about them, sure. Brandon. I wanted to make sure he didn't, you know, change his mind. I'm trying to think of one exciting thing about the Minnesota Wild. One genuinely exciting thing. Uh, Just give me a second here. Do they have kind of... All right, I'll, get, I'll give you an exciting thing. I really like the way Kevin Fiala's played the last couple months. He seems like he's a guy that could develop into... A thirty goal, forty five assist kind of guy. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, well, the wolves suck. Also, I, I got to tell you, I have been watching just in the background here. I've uh-huh. been keeping an eye on the Timberwolves game. Yeah, and at every point of tonight's game, they're playing Golden State. Mm-hmm. And I'm not totally surprised that I don't know any of the players on Golden State's team. D'Angelo Russell is not playing in this game. Correct. Carl Anthony Towns is not playing in this game. Andrew Wiggins is not playing in this game. So there's going to be some no-names on the Golden State roster. But I've been consistently surprised by the appearance, and in some cases reappearance, of players on the Timberwolves who I've never heard of before in my entire life. They called up like three guys from the G League team, and then they just played all of them. They got a they got a dude named Reed. I don't know his first name because yep. I, I, I he looks like the reincarnation of Robert Tractor Trailer from Michigan basketball from 1999. Mm-hmm. He was shooting threes for some reason, not with a lot of success. Who's that guy? His they had a guy named McLaughlin on the floor. Eddie. Never heard of him before. <laughs> His name Who's is McLaughlin? Nas Reed. He's a rookie. Nas Reed. He's a center. He's big. He looks like Terry Crews. Um, <laughs> but he can. He knocked down three of five threes tonight. He's good. He's a good shooter. But I think he's Who's... one of those guys who can't really move very quickly. But so all he did in the gym for a million years was just shoot threes. So he's gigantic <laughs> and shoots threes. But anytime there's like a pick and roll on him on defense, he's just like immediately postered. Posterized. Well, now, the kids now you're dunked on. Now you're making. Now you're making me love him. Yeah, Nasri you should love. Is suddenly, my favorite Timberwolf. Yeah, he's 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 for sure lovable. It's very weird because they. I don't know if it's just. It has to be specific to basketball, but they are worse. Obviously, without Towns and Wiggins, but all expectations go away, and they somehow are really fun to watch when it's all these guys. I don't know why or how. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But legitimately, the most fun game I've watched this season was 
the two-point loss to the Bucks last night. They lost. They didn't even win the game. But all these weird no-namers are hustling their ass off. Um, you know, they're they're athletic enough where some fun shit happens once in a while. And I don't know. It's just it's a it's a special to basketball thing um, that they actually have been while terrible kind of fun the last few games i don't know brandon talking about how you're excited about a losing team i know that has young players on it is damn it we talked about divorced dad energy this This is is very marthaler energy this is very very sad i i don't know what to tell you i i've been around you too long this is you've infected me i did not know marthaler marthalerism Marthalorenza yeah. was contagious, but it's it is. Both a be- it's both a belief system and a lifestyle. Marthaloritis. <laughs> I got it. I got the itis. It's, it's strong. It's not going anywhere. All right. Nas Reed's back in there. <laughs> Your guy. He's wearing, he's wearing a T-shirt under his jersey like a fat kid. Hell yeah. I love he didn't this know guy. he was playing today. <laughs> it's incredible. Man. Yeah. I didn't know that I would fall in love tonight, but I have. Yeah. Yep. 13 points tonight, six boards. Boy, the, the Warriors are garbage. They are a garbage basketball team. And after the last few years, I don't see how anybody shouldn't be excited about that. Yeah, I don't think if anyone's sympathizing. No one is sympathizing with them at this point, I don't think. Now, I, I'm sure you two remember this, but just in case you don't, and just in case there's other listeners who are not full-on in deep on the NBA. The reason everybody hates the Golden State Warriors, I mean, there's the, the big reason is just because they were so good for so long. And that just is always going to come with people hating your team because they're sick of you. Um, but the main reason is their owner, Joe Lacob, um, one time said that uh, the Golden State Warriors were light years ahead, ahead of every other organization in the NBA. Right. It's, you know... They really are the absolutely the, incredible. The, the Houston Astros. They're, they're the basketball Houston Astros. Just insufferable. Why would you say that? Especially yeah. when people immediately pointed out you have Steph Curry on a non-max deal because his ankles were bad for three years. You lucked into Kevin Durant signing because there was a one time in the history of the NBA where the salary cap went up $25 million in one year. That is not light years ahead. That's falling ass backwards into some good luck. So right. the fact that they are struggling this year, I am sure Joe Lacob, I don't think he's probably online. He should not be. His life is way too good for that. But if he were, his mentions would be lit up every single day with the term light years ahead. And he deserves it. Right. Hubris, probably one of the worst sins. So screw <sighs> the Warriors. And the Wolves yep. won. And that's very, very good news. And I'm sure they I'm will. Sure. They'll prove me wrong next year by somehow like coming back and winning the championship again, and I'll feel sad, and somehow make up excuses why they got lucky. So it goes. Say lovey, as they say. Okay, well, thank you for the tight five on the wolves. Um, I think that's all. That's all we had for sports. Yeah, that covers it, doesn't it? Yeah. I will say that after that 
after the Gopher basketball loss to Purdue in double overtime, our good friend John Bonus is currently running a Twitter poll about whether Duke or Purdue produces more punchable players every year. So Ooh, that gives you some idea of how that game ended. Man, that's a tough one, but you got to go with Duke there, right? Still, yeah. yeah, no matter how sour you are about tonight, that's a Duke. I mean, no matter how – I mean, the uh, Brian Cardinal is the, like, apogee of punchable basketball players. He's almost unsurpassable, except that there's the entire Duke program from 1979 to today. Uh, Duke is Duke is currently winning the poll, and there's a few write-in votes for Wisconsin, which, as far as I'm concerned, that's, is always a that is, that is very, that's that's a good very fair. That's a really good dark horse right there. You just gotta yeah. try so hard to forget Christian Leitner. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's very true. But ultimately, I, without discussing the punchability, just that gives you some idea of how that game ended. Yeah, that is a tough one because they. Ha- I, I checked the score late in the second, and they were up by like five with a min- two minutes left or something, where you, you figured all they needed was one bucket and they couldn't get it. So um, they're watchable, though. I like Marcus Carr a lot. Kalsher is good. Oturo is good. That's it. They only have three good players, but that's enough to be okay in college. You should get Nas Reed I, on the team. I'm I wanna, sure he's got eligibility left. I want to I mention for, an, for another second here that Minnesota is often lumped in with the with Indiana University when it comes to talking about historical football failure. They actually... The last time either of those teams won a Big Ten title was in 1967, so it's pretty natural to mention Minnesota and Indiana in the same breath. And if if you want to give some idea of how insane the Gophers beating Auburn in a bowl game is, Indiana is currently playing in the Gator Bowl against Tennessee, and if they manage to pull off a win, it'll be the first time they've won a bowl game since 1991. No way. Indiana Jesus. and that I'm not saying that they've lost 20 straight bowl games or anything either. I think this is their fourth bowl game since 1991 in a sport where famously everybody makes a bowl game. That's got to be 91's got to be Antoine Randall L's team, right? 91. That's got to be <laughs> Antoine Randall. I remember that's he, the only good Indiana football player that I remember is Antoine Randall L. He was there in 1999, but he was oh, also pickles. there in 1991. Yeah, dang it. Ah. Also, Indiana was leading this game by two touchdowns with nine minutes to go, and now there's four minutes to go, and they're about to go behind. So yeah. I, I probably too soon for any touchdown dances for Indiana football either. But just as an example, Minnesota and Indiana, in most people's minds, are even when it comes to football talent. They're both never any good. And the Gophers dominated Auburn, a good Auburn team, not like a seven and five Auburn team that they just ran up against in the MicronPC.com bowl, but a good Auburn team. And Indiana's currently blowing it to one of the worst Tennessee teams of all time. So, I guess what I'm saying is I'm appreciating this. We don't mention it. People thought I wasn't appreciating this, but I am appreciating this. You really are. You've turned a new leaf. You infected me with Martholaritis, and then you turn a new leaf. That's right. Whew. It's a, it's a, it, it can only be carried by one person. It's like a, it's like an amulet that's passed on <laughs> from one unlucky carrier to another. 
Yeah. I'm finally free. I'm free of the disease, and now you have it. Yeah, I found myself watching Australian rugby this morning before work. Oh, <laughs> I wi- I only wish that was actually true. <laughs> you know for a fact it's not on season right now, bro. <laughs> I have so much to discuss with you. You could uh... give me a pity laugh because of how ridiculous that reference was. <laughs> like, no, Did, you fucking, you... of course not. There's a ways to go, but the the disease takes a. It's a long course. The disease takes right when, when um... YouTube clips right now. When um, Dave sends you a text uh, that just says Glenn Mason plus International Waters, um, I think that'll be what you know. It's the full onset. Is question begun. mark? Yep. Question mark. Legal. Oh no. <sighs> well, I had a good run. All right. What do you think? Should we call it? <coughs> All is okay. Yeah, it's a good sports podcast. The twenties yeah. are going to be good for us. I I just want to predict that the twenties are going to be. Do good. you want to? You mentioned before. Do you, Do you want to talk about New Year's resolutions, Brandon? Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Oh, I made a lot of New Year's resolutions. I do every. Did year. you really? This is an important thing. You make me. a lot every year. It's my only. It's my only weird thing. I promise. It's my one. Quirk. All right, give me give me a couple. No, okay. This year, all of my resolutions are sports and health related, so they're not really very interesting. Um, all right. Just want to like lift this certain weight at this certain day, whatever. Um, but no, I do every year have fairly serious <laughs> resolutions. Uh, they have to be attainable, and there have to be something that I would never give up on partway through the year. I always have to be able to get there at some point. One thing that I did last year, which was really good, I think, as a resolution, was I wanted to uh, work out 150 times. It's a good number. It's three days a week. It's totally doable. You can make it up a bunch of times. So if anybody is like looking to get into the health zone, that's a good, a good resolution. Good round number. Easy thing to do. Put a, open up a notes thing on your phone, 1 through 150, and then you just check them off as you go throughout the year. Very good one. Simple. One year I did uh, read 25 books and watch 50 movies. That was a good one. Again, round numbers, fairly easy to get to, and you're not going to give up right away. Um, and I've done other ones a lot. I just think they're really important. It's one of my weird things. So yeah, I have, I have a few of them. I had one and I got laughed at, so I have to take it away. I decided that I wanted to try to dunk a tennis ball. Ooh, that's, that's a pretty dad ball goal right there. Yeah. Yep. And then my friends asked me how close I can get right now. And I am about two inches from touching the rim and they laughed (laughs) and laughed (laughs) you're you're nearly 40 years old and you're hoping to add six (laughs) Six inches to your vertical leap yep yep they didn't like that one that much i was again drunk at the time just just spitballing just thinking out loud and i immediately was like never mind never mind i don't want to do that one anymore because i was so (laughs) embarrassed (laughs) but that's a good example of like you should have ambitious goals Right to make you work at something, but not. I didn't know that ridiculous. you also set these goals while you're drunk. Yeah. That seems like an important part. Yeah, that's always more fun. I write them all down in the notes app, and then I'll wake up the next day on January first and be like, "Oh boy." So, no, nothing that interesting. I think they're important, though. I think they're fun to to think about, uh, but it's important to make sure that you make them like actually attainable. 
So, Stu, did you make any resolutions? No. <laughs> That's the devil may care apartment living attitude that I like to hear out exactly. of Stu. Change no filters in 2020. Change yeah. no filters. Hashtag no filters. No filters. <laughs> That's right. Good. Uh, eat more. Well, eat more Thai food. That's uh, the. Uh, that was the. Uh, well, that's a good one. It is, is a good, good one. Oh, yep. Stu, what's your go to? What's your go to order at the Thai place? Um, well, it's usually like a spicy noodle thing, but I've been trying to branch out because it's that's a pretty like you know regular one. I'm trying to like get some things that are a little weirder, but also though that means I have to like you know I have about a medium spice allowance, so a little better than an average Minnesotan. But also, mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm 49, so it's not like uh, I can really just go in guns a blazing and not experience <laughs> at least 36 hours of pure horror. Um, <laughs> so, um, trying to experiment a little bit. Um, had uh, play, went to a magic noodle on a university in Hamlin. I'm waiting for uh, chicken fingers to hear this to make the magic noodle joke. Um, but it was uh, fantastic. I would recommend that to um, anybody looking for a good. Uh, Asian cuisine spot. Stu, I have a magic noodle. I have a um, a, a suggested resolution for you. Oh God! Okay. Why don't you Why don't you resolve to throw a kick-ass fiftieth birthday party for yourself and invite me and John? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, um, I'll you get all year see. to plan it. I'm going to be planning uh, another a round number birthday myself this year, so maybe we can share notes. Oh. And all of our birthdays are like twelve days apart, so this is going to be perfect. Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, man. Short sure. birthday is this, event. Is this going to be a combined round number birthday party, or are you both going to throw an amazing round number birthday party? What about like year? a competing, like across the street from each other, <laughs> like at the same time? Yeah, at the same exact time. Oh man! Like a progressive party. That's just that. I have trouble with one party at a time, so two parties <laughs> at a time. You'd have to choose. That would be a very interesting follow-up oh, podcast. I already just want to lock myself in the basement and watch Australian <laughs> rugby. And it's not for 12 more months. And as we know, yeah, right, it's not even in season right now. Um, but that's a thing. But now you got, you got the Martholeritis, and I don't. So right. you're going to be watching the rugby while I go to two different parties in one day. Damn it. Shit. <sighs> well, anyway, something to think about. I'm already thinking about my my 40th, so figured I might as well have you think about yours too. I assume you're just going to be dunking a lot of tennis balls at that party. Dunking tennis balls, bench press max, all of it. <laughs> yeah, just all of my resolutions, and everybody just has to watch me quietly. <laughs> yeah. The, the the quiet part I enjoy already. I have to, like I'm on eat board. a Carolina Reaper pepper. Ah. A ton of very random resolutions. Is that really one of your resolutions? Read Ulysses, and I won't have started. You're not going to read. You're not going to read Ulysses. <laughs> no, no, nope. None of those are the Reaper thing. Is not that's that's insane. No, thank you. Nope. Just stay healthy. That's all. I, uh, that's all I care about at this point. Because other stuff is like not really like measurable. You know, like. Uh, be a nice person. <laughs> how is that a resolution? Like, how do you tell if you were at the end of the year? It's stupid. Don't even worry about it. 
measurable things. That's all that matters to, in my mind. I like it. All right. That's enough. Time to go dunk some Reaper peppers. <laughs> yep. Pepper dunk time. All right. Let's, uh, let's say goodbye, and we'll uh, talk to everybody very soon. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 